This is the Comstock Report Podcast. We are strong advocates for the American family farm and your top source for the agriculture markets. And now, here's your host, David Cruz. This is David Cruz with the Comstock Report. I think that both the USDA and Pro Farmer Tour results were accurate in their own way at the time that they were taken. I still think that if the crop is marginally better than a year ago, nationally, above 172 bushel per acre, that it will be because a large number of acres were harvested for silage, and unharvested acres will be deducted from the total harvested for grain, which improves the yield via math. We are at 173 bushel per acre. Silage appraisals here are coming in a little better than we expected, but under a year ago, recent rains did help where they got them. Where I live in Dixon County, we have only had a strong inch of rain this month, which qualifies as a flash drought, and crop condition is collapsing. Farms in the northwest Corn Belt will be able to total their rainfall for the month of August, and it will have a direct impact on their yield. It is too late now for rain to have much more than a stabilizing effect on corn, but soybeans that have not begun dropping leaves can be helped. I have maintained some optimism for soybean yields. Two things of note over recent Chicago Board of Trade market action. First is that the technicals got out of line with the fundamentals, getting too bearish because of fund algos. The technicals turned negative while the fundamentals are still bullish. I believe that the fundamentals are prevailing and the technicals will turn up. Bull markets do not take everyone along. The other major fundamental of note is that while neither Brazil, Ukraine, or others will have stellar corn yields, and Russia and Canada will not be contributing to alternative grain supply, the bull market wants to see the demand. End users, including China, have been hoping to steal some crops from farmers that harvest here like they successfully did a year ago. Local ethanol plants were extending basis premiums into mid-September for the early corn harvest. They started the week at $1.10, which we advised those who could deliver by mid-September to accept. They got enough takers that the basis collapsed here Wednesday to 50 over for the first half of September. That is still a great basis for harvest. There should be a lot of corn harvested in September here as the result of the accelerated maturity brought on by the drought. Spot soybean basis also continued to erode to 30 under. Just a couple of weeks ago, they were 45 over. It is good that we have our old crop all gone now. We will continue to plan to bend the 2021 crops. Harvest will come early, but USDA will not have harvest data until the October NAS report, which they will then also adjust for planted and harvested acres. Our 2020 crop sales record was for $14.36 for soybeans, and that was adjusted for the national average basis. On corn, it was $5.94, also adjusted for the national average basis. Next week, I'll feature a report entitled, When the Cows Come Home. It has nothing to do about cows or beef, but is an analogy to the eerie financial environment that I see us in today. I think that we all know that this country cannot spend and borrow its way to prosperity. The Fed cannot print money in such massive quantities, and there continue to be no inflation with such low interest rates. This is a Fed-manipulated economy that has driven markets such as bonds and equities to extremes beyond any historical relationships. There is a reason that Warren Buffett is keeping Berkshire Hathaway powder dry and his head down in markets. 
He knows how intensely important that interest rates are to all valuations and that by his measurement, many markets are overextended. By the way, I invested some family money that I manage in Berkshire B shares as a point of disclosure. I believe that they have a near neutral exposure to higher interest rates and inflation in their portfolio, if there is such a thing. Berkshire B stock has not made any of the new highs that the broader market has made since May. It is too boring of a stock for the Robin Hood crowd. That has cost them return in recent performance, but there is some safety in that. We primarily own farmland, which is by far our largest asset. That too will be discussed next week. Note that we've been advising our clients to own some December S&P and Treasury bond puts as our initial toe in the water, which would be positions contrary to what have been major trends of higher stocks and bonds. South Korea raised their rates from a half a percent to three quarters of a percent today. There will also be news out of the annual Jackson Hole Federal Reserve retreat. You've been listening to the Comstock Report. For more information on marketing opportunities, contact us at Comstock.com or call 712-227-1110. For a more complete version of the Comstock Report with hedging strategies and trade recommendations, subscribe on our website at Comstock.com. Or reach out to one of our risk management specialists about how we can help you protect your profits.